0: I'm Maddie.
1: I'm Ryan, and I'm not stoned, but I probably should be. Woo!
0: This is a completely (laughs) batshit crazy episode of X-Men, the animated series that we just watched, because that's what we do on our show, The Mutant Ages. Back when we were young. The hey.
1: Oh, okay, let's preface this by saying that Maddie and I have not slept a lot, we're both tired, and we're here we're recording this show, because we love all of you, we and we love, love the show, and we love mutants like the X-Men, we and do. this episode is trippy as fuck, it involves the brood, it actually is based off of like an like a bunch of different stories all merged into one,
0: Yeah. Do you know what they are? Because I don't even know. Yeah.
1: Okay. So there's, like, the Brood storyline where they first meet the Brood mm-hmm. during, like, the She-Are right. era of the x I read the X-Men. Wikipedia
0: entry on the Brood after watching yeah. this episode because I was... I wanted to know what the heck I just saw. So I was like, let me just Google some stuff. So there's,
1: there's like this whole thing where the Brood are in space and they're taking over all the X-Men. And mm-hmm. they, there's that. And there's also another one where... A, like in the Akanti whale thing yes. that is in that yes. as well. And then there's like another story where like a space shark or something crashes into Earth and affects like all the humans there and the X-Men okay. fight that. But
0: so that's a little similar to this episode ish, I mean. Right, so
1: okay so the whole thing, okay here's a fun fact about the brood is that they almost didn't make it into this show and I don't know if it talks about it in that book that we have, but they almost didn't make it into this show because there was like a copyright issue with them ooh. because they they started off as X Men villains, and they were designed to be X Men villains to work with Deathbird, like as her minions. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they became more of like an Avengers type of villain, and specifically with like Captain Marvel and Carol Danvers. So, right,
0: that makes sense. You know,
1: so when the X Men go to space, which they do a lot, but so does everybody in the Marvel universe, um, they will run into the into, into the Brood, and they've been mostly a main villain for the X Men, but they also crossover it's that weird it's like the rogue and Carol Danvers thing, which is why I keep on saying with the MCU, I'm like, okay now that Captain Marvel's here we have to get the X Men because it kinda seems or like, like that would be specifically
0: rogue at the very least. Like it just seems like such an obvious way in to do that yeah, next.
1: Exactly. So those are the the couple of things couple storylines that they merged together the whole cody thing that we're about to get into that's not from anything yeah, that's just like it's in this just only
0: completely absurd so like i hadn't remember i mean i guess we can just summarize the episode but i i had remembered it differently like i didn't think it was actually cody you know what i mean like i, I thought barely it was just remember this
1: episode i don't you know even when it was on air and i had recorded it i don't think i was as interested in that as the time the time well, I watched this it,
0: episode is hard to pay attention to because it's like absurd so it's it really, really is. easy to just tune out and be like none of this matters because it super doesn't matter and you can tell it's just one of those monster of the week episodes too where you know it's going to be resolved and the aliens are yeah. going to fly away and that none of it's going to matter at all it's so. really
1: kind of like fucked up though it's yes. really dark i i watched it and i was like this is gonna be goofy as hell and it was but i was actually surprised with like this story ended up telling and how, like, weird it was. And I was like, okay, I actually ended up, like, respecting a lot more as an adult than I had as as a kid. Because, like, when I was looking at this through a critical lens, I was like, okay, there's things in here that don't work, but there's also stuff here that actually is, like, really... Yeah, like, I thought it, like, did a good job of doing... X-Men does, like... A dead space
0: yeah <laughs> i felt like the, like the whole alien i mean it's not even close to as good as alien is no but, it, it, but you it's... can you can very much tell that like i mean i'm sure alien and other horror movies influence the design of the brood this feels like a very alien episode because it's like okay people are being taken over by aliens we don't know what the deal is people look human but it turns out they're an well, alien which is kind of
1: like a scroll situation right. except the brood have the ability to Infect their host, and right. then the host turns into the turns brood. into an
0: alien. Yeah. So I guess we should just summarize the episode. But that's a that's a classic horror setup at this point. By the time we got yeah. to the '90s, that had already been very popular in the '80s to have. Oh, right. So alien they wanted movies. to revisit
1: this for X Men: The Animated Series because the Brood were kind of like a big part of the X Men universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the other thing I was going to say is to our listeners that are going to watch this, <laughs> if you're a, if you smoke weed, please smoke up the ganja right now before you watch the episode.
0: Yeah. Just go <laughs> on ahead and take. Because because like I didn't
1: think about that, and I was watching it <laughs> sober, well, and so was Maddie. Both of
0: us were going to record this episode immediately after we watched it. Like that was our plan. So neither of us got to get high before watching it. Because I was like, well, we're probably going to record the episode right after this. I mean,
1: like the colors in this are like really interesting and yeah, cool. It's cool. Like the design is really cool. But I'm also going to go on a limb here, Maddie, and say that like, the gay section in this is pretty gay. Because I feel like every okay, yeah. thing that Brew does as an insinuation <laughs> oh, for yeah? the like. Like, this whole thing with them spreading their spores around and then, like, the X Men falling down on the ground and sweating and, like, glistening and, and, like, and moaning.
0: writhing around while being overtaken by aliens. Yeah, and
1: <laughs> lots of, like, tentacles and bondage yeah, happening. Like, there like, a, there was, like, a scene where, like, uh, some of the brood, like, strap Logan down and start caressing him with, like, there tentacles. Are multiple and I was like. scenes where,
0: ali- where aliens are surrounding Logan and he's writhing sexually on the ground. And I was like, I. This is X Men, the animated series, at its peak in some ways. <laughs>
1: I mean Mr. Sinister wasn't even there
0: No but he may as well have been because he did Provide the brood with a lot of footage Okay of I was gonna
1: X-Men. say I mean, we need to just <laughs> Okay, First
0: of all Previously episode.
1: on the X-Men Okay so all we need to know because mm-hmm. this is not Related to the rest of the season which is kind of What which is, is nice. happening with season I mean, it's 4 that We
0: don't need to summarize anything else this right. is a one shot episode You could actually just watch this totally On its own like this is like I
1: agree this is, doesn't fit in with any anything uh, The only thing you X-Men need to X-Men know
0: Being X-Men like you could right. start here and end here if you wanted to. Like, uh, yeah, it's really, to say, It really does
1: a good job of being a standalone episode. But the things that you do need to know from the TV show is that we've had a couple previous episodes where it was revealed that Rogue was the daughter of Mystique, and mm-hmm. she used to work with the Brotherhood until Xavier found her and. Uh, She also, her first kiss was with Cody, her first boyfriend, and then, you know, he obviously went into a coma because her powers manifested that time.
0: Right, which even if you've just seen the live-action X-Men movie, you'd be like, okay, sure. So you could just go in with that knowledge and watch this episode and probably still understand most of it.
1: (laughs) I think we should also reference the episode where Rogue confronts when she absorbed all of Carol Danvers' powers, because I think that's that's actually... It is
0: referred to in here. There's a quick... Uh, cut away when the aliens are researching rogue where they show the scene of rogue uh sucking up carol danvers's powers which give her super strength flying all the rogue powers that she yeah allows her like
1: existence space and so those are things are all relevant in this episode because that's why the brood want her for this background it's yeah, not that you need to go back and need to watch weird these episodes about that,
0: though is that cody seems to know she has those powers and i
1: I thought that was weird too And also them being like childhood friends Seemed weird to me I don't feel like that was right
0: It made me feel like it was just a retcon But I was also kind of like maybe that's fine I, I, I sort of like invented in my Head an explanation for that which I guess we can get to When we get to that scene um, So do you want to go ahead and, and recap the Episode or do you feel like there's anything else we need to say Before we get to it
1: I mean that's that's it we can Go ahead all right so, so
0: It starts out with Jean and Scott Who are not going to be in the entire rest <laughs> of the episode. Wait,
1: this is great though It just <laughs> opens with them outside Getting into the car but they have to stop to quickly Like Kiss hardcore make out On the car there that's it I don't
0: I I don't know if they're leaving for a date or coming back from a date. Either way, they're actually probably matter. going on
1: their honeymoon for like the third try.
0: Yeah, they're like getting married for the 16th time <laughs> and they're making hardcore making out outside the X Mansion in the darkness. And then it pans the camera pans up to show Rogue looking out her bedroom window, sadly, like wearing an oversized t shirt and gloves. That's all she's
1: wearing. She's not all all she's wearing pants, wearing. She's not
0: wearing pants. It, that's not important, is it? I don't know. It's this is a very horny episode, so I feel like that kind of is important in a weird way. <laughs> like the fact that she's wearing this like sexy lounge around outfit, but like is completely alone, and so I then, feel like
1: we are watching like a sexy video game. Honestly, That's what it felt like okay, to me. This
0: this episode felt very porny to me, and then I was just like, "Is this just me? Am I like having a moment where I'm watching this show and I just Well, feel like you, it's more I can confirm that. Is, no, but, this
1: seemed like a weird porn that was also like a video game you could play.
0: Yeah, it felt very porny. So anyway, Rogue, you know, puts her head in her hands. She's like, "Y'all have no idea what you've got there. What I'd give." And then she punches one of the posters on. Four her four poster bed and it breaks you know corny so so nobody... that she's just punching stuff okay wait actually there...
1: dude isn't there a scene <laughs> in here where somebody it is cody later who's like Basically is like, don't you wanna fuck right now? Have you wanted to fuck your whole life? And Rogue that's is later. Like,
0: God, yes. Yes. <laughs> this is part of what makes the episode feel so I'm telling you,
1: every single thing. Okay, so she's mad because she's pent up sexually and mm-hmm. she needs to like she needs fuck, to fuck, like, but she right can't right now.
0: All she can do is masturbate alone in her bedroom, sadly. Now,
1: so do you know what is the best way to represent somebody that really needs to get laid? A space will Tra- like <laughs> crashing into the desert. A that is what whale. abstinence feels like.
0: I know. You know what? It really does. A red, a bright red space whale flying through <laughs> the galaxy. Okay, so then Wolverine, by the way, is naked, also naked. and meditating <laughs> on some rocks. And then the- In
1: the middle of fucking nowhere. I like. Wasn't he just in Japan and now okay. he's just like in the desert so somewhere?
0: He's like coming back from Japan and he's like, I still want to keep up with my meditation practice, which like, okay, props to Wolverine for trying to keep it up. But where the fuck is he? He's in the middle of nowhere meditating on some rocks. And then he hears the space whale crash land behind him and he, he goes, doesn't
1: see it somehow he doesn't
0: see it and he goes who started the war which i was like wow does logan think that a nuclear bomb was just dropped on him and he's like weirdly casual about it so he (laughs) runs over he sees the crashed whale there's some cool spooky music and he like slowly walks up to it this is some cool animation here of like the smoke rising off of the ship and everything logan Um, sees
1: the space whale, by the way and he's just kind of like what the fuck is this? Yeah,
0: basically. And he's like, something's down there. And it don't smell human. And then a bunch of aliens walk out. So these aliens are, they're green. They look kind of like insects. They're the brood, like we were saying before. And they also have jetpacks and like metal tentacle attachments, which I don't think they have in the comics because I like, looked uh, up a they, bunch yeah. of images of them from like other, you know, just... Okay, years. so here's
1: what I, my theory is on that. I I do think they do in some they comic have some books, some
0: cyborg but, attachments right, in comics, perhaps. But I
1: think what is happening because the brood are typically they have these stingers that attach to them. Then they those stingers can specifically stab somebody which can either paralyze them or kill them instantly and I think for the show they're like okay we can't show the brood stabbing all the X-Men repeatedly so instead they shoot these little rays out of the cyborg tails that they have
0: right although the
1: brood do have like advanced technology that is part of their deal
0: okay well that makes sense so they have this advanced these advanced forms of fighting so (laughs) Logan goes this should be pretty fun (laughs) which is like an absurd thing to say and then what I wrote was that Logan immediately lets them overpower him with the tentacles which is basically how this scene plays out like Logan is just lying on the ground writhing I think he wanted it while they like attack him and I mean, he's that, like, that oh, is no. like
1: when he's on the ground and he's like on the ground writhing and sweaty and glistening this is the one where the aliens were like Erotically wiping the tentacles Across his nipples
0: yes that all Happens that's real that's so, like I'm like, not even every, I, I have to
1: clarify That generally with this show we just go Off and I'll say our own sexual But, but that's now actually now what's happening here need to here.
0: clarify that like something's actually really happening By the way like <laughs> Logan is still Shirtless for this entire scene I don't He's he's shirtless for the whole episode right He never right. puts his shirt on so anyway right. He passes out well the reason and then he The alien
1: starts speaking English no, by no, the wait, way He skip
0: something so the reason he passes out is because eventually the aliens take it a little too far and they shoot a bunch of red electricity at him and this red electricity is important because it's like the only thing that can incapacitate wolverine and later rogue i don't know what it is but then I they don't shoot know. that it... stuff at him and then he collapses
1: it's just red sperm everywhere yeah
0: and so then one of the aliens is like what determination what vigor just as we expected you will make an excellent addition to our specimens take him to our ship which if this isn't a porn setup I don't know what is like.
1: Okay, but no, because then in the next scene, another porn setup in which Rogue's just sitting there in her t-shirt, her t-shirt only, nothing else, no pants, and Gambit. She's reading a book. Gambit just rolls into the room and is like, "What are you doing in here, all by yourself, Cher? And Rogue's like, "I'm reading about love. Wish I could experience it." I'm just and Gambit's reading like,
0: "Some erotica all alone in my bed." I know. And Gambit's
1: like, <laughs> Gambit's "Well, like, Gambit could show you the, the real thing. thing." And then like whips out his dick, and she's like,
0: "Oh, and she's like oh but remy even a crazy swamp rat needs a gal he can touch and then her phone rings and she's like what the fuck who's calling it this hour? <laughs> and she picks it up and she's like cody how on earth did you find me and then there's a quick cut over to a completely new scene where like, she's abandoned wait. Gambit, and she's a Gambit who's a ready to jerk
1: off like all over her, the place,
0: which is the most they could do. Sadly, Gambit just jerking off across the room from her. But you know what? It's not nothing, Rogue. Consider it. So you Rogue, know,
1: do you think Rogue can give him a blowjob because like that's technically inside her mouth and not her skin?
0: That's still her skin, though, right? I mean, isn't isn't that just? Like, I guess everything? your lips are. You know yeah. what?
1: I like how we always come to this on the show. Mean, I
0: feel like a dental dam can go a long way with rogue like this is a conversation <laughs> that's been had by like everyone a thousand times like condoms dental dams saran wrap. there's so like, many different yes the, yeah, the collars that like every villain in this entire universe <laughs> seems to have that can get rid and of has her powers. Put on
1: her before
0: like it's it's just ridiculous actually i don't think rogue ever has end up ended up in one of those collars. i feel like they've carefully Not on avoided show. that
1: you know i noticed in the comics though that they've been putting them on her so her and gambit can fuck from like mr and mrs x
0: Fucking finally, after like decades of people writing in Asking why no one's done that, I'm sure <laughs> Anyway, so Rogue quickly puts on her clothes We don't get to see that happen And then she f- flies over to New York City And she's talking to herself And she's like, I can't believe he's here I wonder what he looks like now And then she sees Cody, her ex And he's right. like standing and she on goes, the street waiting for her I actually
1: like this line and she goes Oh my god, it's really him Or do I just want it to be you? Yeah, Which it's I liked.
0: cute Because it's like she sees a hot guy and she isn't really sure if it's cody. she's like cody! <laughs> yeah and then he calls her possum and she's like don't you dare call me that and then R- cody like runs into the middle of the street nearly <laughs> dies immediately because,
1: okay this is really funny because the car hits him and he does like this crazy flip stunt over it a rogue doesn't think anything of that She's like, she's like, typical Cody. she just
0: flies in and catches him, and she's like, you blame fool, you could've got hurt. And Cody's like, not as long as you're doing the catching, he has a Southern accent too. I should have done it, but whatever. Um I don't know. They're just, all southern. Rogue's so,
1: sobbing, by the way.
0: Yeah. So here's what I wondered. Like, is it supposed to be like Cody was in a coma and then after he wakes up, he sees Rogue on the news, finds out she's a famous X man, finds out everything about her that way because he does seem to know who she is and that she's famous and that she has these superpowers. They don't really explain right. it that well, but I was like, at least that's an explanation as to why he knows that she Yeah, has these I don't powers. know. It seems
1: it seemed more like to be that he knew like all along but that doesn't make any sense either this it doesn't
0: because she didn't have these powers but whenever
1: you try and put cody into a storyline with rogue it just doesn't work just leave it alone he's <laughs> like a nobody in the comic books just let him be dead or whatever
0: well they don't do that in this episode ryan but it's not gonna end well for him anyway so they agree to go to dinner together and then there's like a sort of cut to later on in the evening where rogue is telling him about the x-men and she's, she's like, like
1: trying very hard to explain the x-men to Cody, which in red? In Rogue's defense is really hard I know
0: I kind of liked this I mean She's like they're mutants too so they don't get their Britches in a twist like everyone else and Cody's like you never gave me a chance you left Before I got out of the hospital but now I have you Back and so then he tries To kiss her and Rogue stops him And it is like one comb in a lifetime Is usually enough for most fellas So Cody then drags Her into an alley and just like starts Hardcore pressuring her to Make out with him and okay
1: this is this Goes on for the rest of the episode to the point where I'm like, I'm uncomfortable with it I did
0: not like this And I was like, I don't know if we're supposed to find this To be a bit much or not Like, I don't I don't know What we're supposed to make of it Like are we supposed to think It's romantic Because I definitely It's didn't. not
1: really Because he's like Kind of grabbing her And shoving her into your alley Going I still love you Rogue Don't you love me Don't you want to fuck Rogue Tell me you want that Rogue And it was like <laughs> I Whoa. know And there's
0: like this shot of him It like cuts to Rogue At one point And she's just nodding And she looks terrified like, <laughs> I'm
1: just like okay. Just punch him away dude He'll fly 15 but she miles she still
0: kind of Loves him So it's sad And weird I feel like
1: Cody is this weird Abuse of X who has come back and is manipulating Rogue to do what he wants. That's he is. like the vibe I'm getting from this episode. I
0: mean, that's definitely what's happening. So like as he's pulling her further and further into this creepy ass alley, an alien sneaks up behind her and shoots her with that same electricity as before, the red from electricity. tail or whatever. Yeah, that was hit. The that, red that sperm. knocked Logan out in the previous scene. Um, and so then after she gets hit with it, Rogue turns around and she's like, what's that? And then Cody kisses her and they can Kiss and he doesn't pass out And Rogue is like oh Cody I can touch you It's true but then she Passes out
1: okay but for some reason She doesn't question the fact that why, why can would it she...
0: work suddenly Yeah
1: right and I this is When I messaged you I was like why is Rogue being So fucking dumb right now
0: Yeah well I feel like this has happened before In this show where like she briefly Stupidly is like maybe I can Just turn off my powers which I guess Is like <laughs> foreshadowing For like billions of years later when Writers would finally start being like what if Rogue could turn off her powers <laughs> But like at this period of Time she can't so like it's really Strange that every now and then she's like well if it's true." True love, maybe I can finally get my powers to not be. I know terrible. this is not a
1: fucking Disney movie, rogue You're not gonna like have true love's kiss, and your powers are gonna go away. By the way, the aliens, the broods show up, and they start like fucking both Cody and rogue, and It's really weird.
0: It is. I I don't think that happens yet, though. So Cody says, "What have I done?" And then like. Fade to black. And so then in the alien ship, Logan has been strapped to this alien bed inside. Which is floating. And by the way, the alien ship is the whale that we were talking about before. (laughs) We should just like
1: clarify... They're inside Monstro, but in space. Yeah, they Did this Monstro. happen in Kingdom Hearts already? I don't know.
0: I, you know what? I'm waiting for Disney to put X Men in Kingdom Hearts, Monstro, Akanti crossover. This is totally perfect synergy, corporate synergy. Wolverine
1: running by Sora, who's yes. like, "Where's Pinocchio?" And Wolverine's like, <laughs> "My <very> memories."
0: okay we have been uh, anyway. recording the show for too long anyway yeah, well. logan wakes up oh my god what the fuck just happened
1: sorry <laughs> so- i dropped the microphone <laughs>
0: Just cuz you were freaking out. Oh my god.
1: We're not even I'm looking at my notes. And we're not even a quarter way into this episode. We, have we need to so keep moving. much
0: further to go. Okay, so so okay. Logan is inside of a whale. It's oh, monstrous. Shit. Stop. Stop!
1: I just, I just dropped my bottle cap.
0: Okay, but you dropped the microphone. I get No, you would hear that. Okay. Okay, so Logan's inside of a whale. So then okay. <laughs> Okay, I find where we even are anymore. I just say you're like, hold on, Logan's in a whale, which, Logan's out of whale. context, Logan's is fucking hilarious. Logan's in a whale.
1: <laughs> Logan's in a whale. Please, that needs to be one of the t-shirts. I'm gonna put that down in our like little Google Doc right now. Logan, continue. Is
0: inside of a whale. <laughs> Logan's in a whale. Out. We're too. <laughs> this is thing. so funny. We cannot record episodes this late at night ever again. <laughs> yeah, okay, ever again.
1: sorry. This
0: isn't even funny. I'm going to be editing this later and I'm going to be like, why are we laughing this hard? And none of this is funny at all. Actually, so pretty funny. So Logan realizes he's inside a whale and he's like, <laughs> he's like, it's alive. And then he's like talking to the whale and he's like, tough setup, pal, but it wasn't your idea to be a roach motel, which like, this is foreshadowing for the end of the episode. But at the time I just found it really strange. And I was just like, why would Logan assume that the whale... Doesn't want to work with the aliens. Like, why would he assume that? It turns out that that's like the end of the episode, and that's how it all yeah. works. But there's no reason for Logan to assume that here at all. So anyway, then I an don't alien know. shows up, and he gets into a fight with it, and he cuts himself out of the ship and slides off of it and runs away. And in oh, a-
1: is that what happened? I couldn't tell if Logan was coming out of the spout or out of like the space wheel vagina.
0: Oh, maybe he was coming out of the spout. That would kind of make sense. That would I, make
1: more sense. Because otherwise he mean. just cut
0: I know like he yeah. just cut
1: open this whale and like crawled out. I
0: bet you're right, and he goes out the spout or something, or the blowhole, or whatever. I mean that's have blowholes? not Logan's first time. Yeah, he's going out the whale's vagina. I don't know. Or its butthole. There's a lot of orifices. He picks one and he leaves. <laughs> so then he runs off. And so then the alien who was chasing him reports back to his alien queen, the brood queen. And he's like, he's stronger than we thought. And the queen is like, he and his friends will make a strong addition to the colony, the first of many for this planet. And then she shows off all this footage she got. Yeah, but like, from like Mr. Sinister. Because it's the same footage we've seen. Past <laughs> that
1: Callisto has also stolen. Of
0: course, it's, well, not stolen. Mr. Sinister's making good money off of selling these I was the going to say, Mr. Sinister so at least
1: selling these videos that he's vlogging from the fucking bushes. Yes,
0: and so they show all the footage of the X-Men and there's a bunch of footage of Rogue right at the end. There's like a whole monologue of her like stealing Captain Marvel's powers blah 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 and then it shows her with Cody and the Queen is like especially this one about Rogue like she's Rogue is the one that they want the most presumably because she's the strongest they don't specify that so then Cody to Rogue is like good morning sleepyhead and it's revealed that Rogue Passed out on a park bench and was asleep all night long. and Which is really spooky, strange. Really spooky. And it's very like, why isn't she more suspicious of this? But she isn't... She's kind of suspicious of it. She's like, did uh, I fall I mean, asleep all night in the park? Why didn't you wake me up? And Cody's... Okay, but this is
1: why... Like I am like Rogue. Why are you being dumb? Yeah. Why do you be dumb, Rogue? Like this guy just like drugged you and like fucked you in the bar. This is
0: fucked up. I know. But she's not suspicious of it at all. And so, well, she I okay. I'll give her a little credit. She's slightly suspicious of it, but she's like in love and she doesn't really think. Well, also, is I wonder when
1: she, I kept on wondering this during the episode. But when she got like sprayed with all was like the fucking brood she, semen, yeah. was she also like like was is it making her angry and like? Not able to think clearly. You know what I'm saying? Well, possibly because, it, the brood, because
0: Cody says, how do you feel? And she says, wonderful. Like, I'm floating. I'm so happy. Which is like, yeah. has she been drugged in some way?
1: Right. Because I, I think about the brood and how they take over their host slowly and their host slowly goes crazy. It's like, it's almost like...
0: This is the kid-friendly version well, of Well, I was that. also
1: thinking like, you know, Resident Evil when the... That people get infected by a zombie and they slowly start going crazier and crazier and start acting more irrationally and not making any kind of sense. Right. That's kind of how I feel about the X-Men Rogue's turning into the brood. <laughs> Right yeah, And it's not happening to Logan Because Logan has a healing factor And Rogue does not
0: So so Cody is like Run away with me right now I know a great place for a weekend And Rogue at first is hesitant And she's like I don't know And then all of a sudden she's like Shoot yeah I'll do it Who says an X-Men can't have a little fun And Cody's like That's great And he's like screaming it in her face (laughs) And Rogue is like I have to tell the others first And Cody's like Of course my love Of course It's like stressing me out That they're already saying I love you and they've like only been reunited. I know, like, and it,
1: like Cody's playing this manipulative bullshit where he's like, "Oh yeah, go say goodbye to your friends." Like you know, he's a good person, but also he's also trying like, to get but her I'm away from her friends. You, and
0: you're the most important person to no, me. No, <laughs> but I'm thinking
1: more like about an abusive relationship where he's like, he gets, he's like, yeah, you know make good with his friends so they're okay with you leaving with me and then you never see them again yeah, you know what I mean I
0: do know what you mean so anyway Logan is crawling through the desert slowly dying of dehydration yeah. and he there's manages... a tornado
1: that flies by by the way yeah
0: it's, I think it's supposed to be a tumbleweed but it's like well, a miniature tornado that it's just, just like I by. thought
1: storm was there me because of the tornado like just it's fucking not, blew it's by just
0: randomly the desert I don't even know where Logan is supposed to be by the way like is he in Nevada like I literally don't know where I don't he is. know he may as well be in Nevada because this is a very warcraft Valley episode. It is,
1: okay, it really is. It is, this whole episode is very Warcraft Valley, which, by the way, is our other podcast where Katie and I read our fan fictions about the X-Men. Most and of which are set
0: Nevada for really no reason at all. Yeah, they,
1: but we wrote these when we were, like, 13. They weren't good. And also super sexual, which is, this next scene, uh, I have to talk about how he, like, calls Xavier on a payphone, phone I know. and Professor Xavier picks up and he's like, Professor, and Xavier's like, what do you even want, Logan? And I'm like... <laughs>
0: Which, I mean,
1: Xavier's a douchebag But like, okay, uh, considering everything like, that's funny. Happened recently, because it. like
0: It's funny because it's like, is Logan just regularly Crank calling the professor and the
1: <laughs> I don't even think it's that, I think it's because Logan in this season alone has like Run off and had dealt with all this crazy shit And every time it's like, like professor What's wrong with me? And Xavier's like I literally do not know, I've asked you 50 times and you can't give me an answer <laughs> Yeah, like the last so time they
0: talked figure shit and out. Xavier listing off like every Traumatic thing that's ever and happened you said Logan no none of that
1: was traumatic for you okay so so anyway but so he's like that and then then logan's like they're here there are many help me help me now and then he screams for like a full 20 seconds and then then it cuts uh, out
0: gambit and storm and beast like slowly walk over yeah no
1: gambit points out he's like you know that's not normally how he typically screams when like logan's (laughs) orgasming and i was like thanks gambit like he's like Gambit's okay, like Gambit think Logan May actually be in Distress and not Getting fucked out The butt No she's like,
0: calling you Masturbating again Professor I'm <laughs> being like Where's my trauma Ah. Oh! You know? And so then Beast Is like okay I'm Gonna trace the call So then Rogue walks In very slowly And weirdly And then Gambit <laughs> Gambit is That's sl- why I
1: think That okay that's why I really think like The drug is making Her crazy Like you know when You get a fever You start acting Fucking crazy
0: Yeah I mean You know there's An interesting parallel Here I mean this is the politics section but like there's definitely a parallel for like a person who's deluding themselves into thinking they're in love and just being like no everything's fine I'm not acting weird what are you talking about and like everybody else is like really you're acting really fucking weird and like none of this makes sense and you're like no I like him so that's basically what this scene is gonna be so Rogue is like I know this is sudden professor but I need some personal time off and Xavier's like this is a bad time Rogue yeah like Logan's dying
1: dying (laughs) in the desert Rogue's like I've always been here and I've never time off! Somebody else can love babysit Logan! Everyone's like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah,
0: and Beast looks at the security cameras and sees uh, Cody and just fucking sitting there. Beast is like, who the
1: fuck is this? Yeah, he's like,
0: <laughs> uh, is this someone you know? And, Ro- and Gambit is like, that's Cody. This is what's so personal. And Rogue is like, it's none of your business, Mr. Ladies Man, or any of you. And like, Okay, wasn't top. like
1: Rogue and Gambit get dating or something? I don't. It's
0: not really clear you to know, me what the
1: relationship I even is. I don't
0: interpret their relationship as them dating, because I don't think that Rogue is willing to date anyone because she doesn't like feel like since she can't provide sexual anything to anyone yeah she thinks she doesn't that she feel can't be in a like relationship she be with anyone but she's obviously in love with like everybody and like very horny so there's nothing right. she can do
1: well so anyway beast xavier storm and gambit all get on a ship to go they get on the blackboard right and they go yes, they go, to go off find to find logan, logan and rogue and cody take another ship and cody's like can't wait to show you my surprise <laughs> i mean it seems like things went really well with you and your friends there
0: yeah and he like kind of tries to apologize being like i guess i'm keeping you from your work and rogue is like no it's fine uh, also there's like this weird scene where she collapses again after they kiss and oh I yeah was i like, forgot about
1: that why? but then she gets up and she's like what Einstein? even happened <laughs>
0: it's like rogue you are not listening to any of the zillions of red flags happening
1: i know Cody's like just drink this i i I put made this drink for you just drink it like that's what's happening so
0: they get into a plane storm and beast are flying in a different plane i don't even know how they find logan maybe xavier like uses cerebro or some shit and i don't know but storm's
1: standing there she screams somebody's on the ground and like gambit's like that's my boyfriend yes and so it's
0: logan naked sweating in the middle of the desert camp he's glistening by the way storm is like logan what's happened to you and logan's like he
1: sees the fucking alien whale and he's like what, what of- the fuck yeah. is this logan they're like,
0: what? yeah the alien whale is just there in the background so then inside of the ship the queen orders the brood to like go out there but she's but not damage the x-men we
1: don't we're not going to talk about this battle because it's like all the x-men poorly fighting the aliens and then each matter. alien taking them down and like shoving tentacles like all over their body it's, and like them riding on their ground it, and i'm like why well- <laughs> yeah but then rogue shows up with cody and they and see like the black part which like
0: their hot vacation spot is the same okay, but also cody how did cody
1: not like put two and two together here being like yeah like okay, okay. they're all going to the same spot this is gonna be a problem this what I, was I don't know
0: stupid about it was that i was like cody didn't even need to trick rogue she was already gonna go to this exact same spot anyway why did they even bother with any of this like It It seems to me that Cody's
1: just an idiot. I don't know, and then oh my god, so then
0: are idiots. Like they could have just really easily gotten the X Men there by just. Being there, the X Men are gonna investigate some aliens if there's aliens. Like
1: this is like the X Files, the X Men Files. Okay, but also, <laughs> can we talk about the fact that Rogue finally snaps out of all this bullshit because Storm gets shot and immediately Rogue's like, "What the fuck is going on, Cody?" Like, <laughs> like, like, and she's like, "Who shoots my
0: girlfriend?" I and it's like that though. Like Rogue runs up uh, yeah. and saves Storm and like carries her safely to the ground and is like, "What have they done to her?" <laughs> and Cody- and then Cody's
1: like, Cody doesn't explain. He's like, "Just believe me, it's for the best." Of- a rogue, and I'm like, also, wait, I have a question. He keeps on calling her a rogue in this, but wouldn't he know her real name?
0: Well, okay, see, that's part of why this doesn't make any sense, and that's why in my own head I was like, he must know who she is from like seeing her after he woke up from the coma, but also. He but then up,
1: also forgot her name I don't know
0: I, Well cause she doesn't have a real name Until the first movie comes out so. <laughs> Okay but
1: like If you think about like The history here Cause Cody's like We could finally do this Since we were childhood friends So was she calling herself Rogan in like fucking preschool well, I hope she was she had was. the
0: nickname Possum for a while Which Even though she hates that nickname I feel like it would make more sense For him to be calling her that Is
1: she called a possum Because of her hair
0: I don't know I mean I think it's just like A southern thing Like I Or is
1: it because of her long tail <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't even okay. know why
0: I said that. There's possums in the Northeast. They're not Southern. They're so like, everywhere. the fuck is she? Well, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, right.
1: Logan starts screaming. and He turns into oh, an that alien. That's
0: hilarious. Okay, so he just hilarious. screams and, he, and then he's the like, "Fuck a, out!" It turns into a green alien, and then he immediately And then screams
1: and runs into the desert. And Rogues like, "What, what the, the fuck?" fuck? Cody's like, they need us, Rogue, just like I need you, which is he like turns super into an
0: alien. Also, which is fucked. Oh up. my
1: god! And like, Rogue is like on her way to also turn into an alien because she falls onto the ground. And she starts screaming. And she's like,
0: "It's happening to me
1: too!" Yeah. And then meanwhile, in like Gurd Valley, because that's what it looked like. Logan's <laughs> in a cave, screaming that he's going to turn into an alien, but he's going to get the shit out of him. Yes. And he screams, and his healing factor takes over, and he turns into himself. Which I I, don't I don't really know why enjoyed he to
0: like go to a private cave. In I don't order know, to but do he that? like
1: went. To somewhere in Legend of Zelda to quickly turn into himself again, and now he's coming back. I know. So then we go back inside the whale, and the X Men are in their little floating alien pods. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this animation looks really cool, like all the it backgrounds of the design. I I have to give it props, and I wish I was stoned during it. It Rogue is still mad at Cody. Honestly, I'm mad that she didn't fucking kill him at this point. She does. Because Rogue's kill him. like sitting there, and Ro- she's like so mad at Cody for what he's done and yeah, for tricking he's just her like and the X Men.
0: essentially turned her into an alien. Yeah,
1: I know. And she's like morphing herself and it's like, finally, we can be together, Rogue. We can touch. We, we can
0: kiss, kiss. We can
1: fuck. fuck. And we're like, oh my god. And then Rogue just screams and turns into an alien herself.
0: Yeah, and the queen wa- suddenly walks in and she's like, there's no way you can fight it, Rogue. You were dusted with spores oh, while not, you I slept. That's not
1: what you are going to say. I thought the queen was walking in and be like,
0: here for the orgy! you know? <laughs> Pretty much. And she's like, soon you will have the honor of being at the colony. Well,
1: it doesn't matter. She turns into an alien. Rogue, she, Rogue looks horrible as an alien, an alien by the she way. Looks she's like the ugliest fucking alien I've ever seen. It's like really <laughs> just Straight up terrifying okay, I don't know I think,
0: I think she's supposed To be terrifying I mean they're all Terrifying I mean
1: like She looks like a Just like a bug But like I, The way I could Describe this Is like a giant Green insectoid bug But like With rogue's hair
0: Yeah I don't know why They get to keep Their it's hair like,
1: It's like This alien Is just wearing A rogue wig yeah. And it's, it's yeah, just like This alien It's like I'm cosplaying rogue Anyway So
0: the queen keeps lecturing her Being like You are you have to be the queen Blah 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 Oh
1: I hate this whole next scene Oh my god She
0: explains that um, Cody was basically Non-consensually Also turned into an alien And like absorbed into the hive And Rogue is like You mean you just used him To get to me And the queen's like Yes we've been watching you And your planet for decades You were too strong for us We could not risk Attacking you directly And then Rogue apologizes To Cody
1: Oh I hate this And she and, I know. And Rogue's like, I blame myself. It was all my fault. If it weren't for me, like, you'd
0: be home safe and sound. Because yeah, because he's-, he's like, Shh. I
1: just still love you, you know?
0: I know. And Cody's like, Rogue, I still love you. Finally, we can be together, which is a line he said like 60 times over the course of this episode. Right. But Rogue I also like the line. And she's like, This isn't what I wanted. And then she just screams. It's sad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forgot about the screaming. But there's a lot of screaming. Although, and then again, Logan runs
0: in and he's like, Hey, I figured it out. <laughs> if I just give you my healing factor, you don't need to be an alien anymore. Yeah,
1: it's really great. Although I have to say, on that context with Cody and Rogue, it is really fucked up because, I, like, you know, We'll talk about it later. But when you're in an abusive relationship, you find reasons to blame yourself, blame yourself and also be like there's nothing wrong here it was it wasn't them it must have been me especially you because know? in
0: this situation rogues already blamed herself for hurting cody even though that also wasn't intentional wasn't her fault at all so like she's just blaming herself for everything and she doesn't really get closure on this plot line in this episode like she no just... and it's
1: actually really sad and i feel like that is very rogue
0: yeah it is because she's basically just learning once again that she can't be with anyone it's kind of like that beauty and the mean, beast episode where beast dated that woman For a second and then was like well I guess I can never be happy because it'll never work Out it's a very similar vibe to that Episode where like this this sort of promise at a new relationship for rogue ends up being horrifying and sad and like all wrong for her so anyway uh it's,
1: it's, it is really sad so then cody and rogue both shift into aliens yes right and yeah. this is when logan's stopping him and she's like logan's he grabs her cody
0: which is nice but rogue is like wolverine don't hurt him and then logan touches her face and is like absorbed it's, it's, it's not rogue. like he
1: touches her face she like he full-on grabs yeah, her face because with he both knows hands she's
0: not gonna like go with it because she's just this is very out. like the
1: first x-men movie right here it is like i was like did they watch this episode and then they were like let's turn this into like x-men the first movie
0: it pretty much is so then he gives her his healing factor and she manages to use it to stop the the spores from infecting her and cody begs her not to do it and he's like we can be together like we dreamed since we were kids you said you loved me oh my
1: god i hate that line where he goes you you said you still love me and we can talk about why i don't like that line later but that is (laughs) That is like two hundred percent what an abuser does. They say that shit. I know. You know.
0: And so then Rogue apologizes to Cody again. Oh my god,
1: I fucking hate it. And I've okay, I wrote in my notes all all caps. Rogue, stop apologizing to this abusive asshole. And
0: she turns into a human, and then Cody just goes, "Rogue, I can't lose you again," and walks away, and like. I don't even well, okay, know what to say to that I don't know
1: why he walked away but also again Abuse right there mm-hmm. uh, Then Logan and Rogue walk up to the alien pods free beast Gambit and Gambit Storm the alien queen shows up And Rogue is just like fuck all of this Like yeah. she really is just like Fuck you fuck you and also Fuck you <laughs> yeah. like she is done
0: Okay but then The fucking ship Starts taking off And Storm or sh-
1: it's, a, it's a whale It's a flying whale yeah, It's not whale a ship Yeah the whale
0: takes off And so then Storm Begs the professor To help them The professor Finally fucking does So the professor Realizes over the course Of a really long monologue That the ship Is actually a whale And he's like I'll just communicate With the whale And it turns out The whale
1: <laughs> Which is also crazy Like that plot point In itself is absurd
0: It is So he's like I'll just communicate With the whale Because it turns out Turns out the whale has been non-consensually enslaved (laughs) by these aliens... Also, because these aliens obviously don't respect anyone's humanity or boundaries on any level. They're very evil. Right. So they he are. Xavier also doesn't respect the whale's boundaries, goes ahead and takes over its <laughs> mind. <smile. laughs> and is like, hey, whale, help me out. So the whale goes back to Earth, lands back on Earth.
1: Well, there's like that whole scene where the whale starts like screaming. It's like starts making whale noises, yes. and all the brood are like, our heads are gonna explode. And it's like Cody's like, It sounds horrible, and Rogue's like that's so beautiful pretty.
0: yeah yeah
1: i know something like that and there's also like rogue and logan fighting the aliens for a little yeah, bit they and like fight.
0: and then the the are like logan falls down on, on the
1: ground and he gets fucked by the aliens again yeah, and it's shoot, like they
0: shoot rogan logan with the red electricity again and i was like how many times is this gonna happen i don't know and then and the then, only then, reason they snap out of it is because the whale is making us whale noises and then that overtakes the aliens and then all the right and there's also can the great line
1: where the queen aliens like we have failed the inconti a rogue's like
0: who the fuck's the Akanti?
1: <laughs> and Logan just casually is like well we're inside of it just like the aliens were inside of me but
0: but why did Logan know that the Akanti was the name of the whale like what the fuck is going I, on
1: <laughs> well I don't know but like Logan's was, and it's funny because he's like grinning and like pat- patting at the inside of the whale but like we're in it <laughs> we're like, like, Logan, Logan, like
0: Logan somehow looked all of this up on Wikipedia while he was in the cave he was like there just was a Wikipedia back then what's going on
1: <laughs> okay. I know wait so the space wheel crashes into the, the into the desert again yes, right and, and then
0: all the x-men walk on out of it and gambit turns to rogue and is like "Share, come on hurry but rogue is still co- talking to fucking cody <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she's like, like cody come-, come with us i bet the professor can find some okay but this is you. so this funny because so so like funny. cody just screams
1: <laughs> and like it's like <laughs> Yeah. And Gabe just grabs Like Rogue And she's like why. Let's fucking go I don't Jesus I why
0: I found it so funny That like In response to it Cody just like Does this absurd Alien scream In Rogue's
1: <laughs> I actually left Really hard at that Cause I was like Cause yeah, is like, like, like Cause uh... it really is like Rogue It's really just Rogue Being like Cody let's go And, and Cody's like, like And then Gabe's like We need to leave This is absurd All of this is absurd And Logan's like Patting the whale On the outside Be like Goodbye my old friend And I'm like What?
0: What is this episode? What is it? And, <laughs> so and then, then okay, Logan wait. turns to Rogue and he goes, "You did all you could. Take it from a guy who's lost a few." And I just immediately interpreted that as Logan like having a million exes. Like I oh know my that God. He, I know that Logan meant like lost a bunch of friends, but instead I just was like, "Yeah, Logan, you have actually seen a lot of exes. Like go to the dark side, turn into villains. Like just, yeah, just fucking. You really you. have. You are He's Scott Pilgrim a lot versus of the World." Relationship. But also, he's fucked up a lot of relationships. So Logan, like, comforting Rogue in that moment, I was like, I don't get okay, What I
1: love about that is like Logan has that line. He goes to comfort Rogue, and Gambit like pushes him out of the way <laughs> so Rogue can like get consoled by him. Yeah. And then all the X Men just stand there and watch the whale fly off into the horizon. Like the more the more you know, Star. Yes. That's the end of the episode. That it was, was like
0: the there, there we
1: go. <laughs> and you know what's funny? It's like I'm not even give this all low rating because like. I mean, it was honestly really fun to watch. So there's that. <laughs> it was, you know? you know,
0: there was some kind of interesting bits and pieces to it, which I guess we can get to because now we're in the politics section.
1: So the politics there, the biggest thing that I keep pulling away from is the abusive relationship metaphors that are happening in here. Right. And it's like, I think there really are a couple different
0: ones here. So like.
1: I think there's an AIDS metaphor happening also. I don't know
0: if it's an AIDS metaphor specifically so much as just like a generalized STD slash what if you go on a date and you get sexually assaulted or like roofied or, or something bad happens to you. Like it felt like a lot of that was happening in the episode just generally. But that's... I agree. I don't know if it's presented well because the end of the episode is Rogue apologizing for all of this repeatedly, which I was like, I don't know about that. I don't like that. Because I I don't know if we were supposed to sympathize with Cody because technically he is also kidnapped by the aliens, maybe mind controlled by the aliens. Well, there's like this like
1: that. That's like a weird metaphor of like, oh, somebody who's abused becomes the abuser kind of thing, which is not necessarily true. And I don't really feel like that is accurate. It's
0: also like not really an excuse. Like, even if you were abused, it doesn't mean you get to treat other people badly. Right.
1: Exactly. And you know, here's the thing is that like, we don't need to get into the details, but I am somebody who went through an abusive relationship. Like, what? How many years ago was it now? Like twelve. It's it's still there's still triggers for me. It's you know like I almost died a couple times. Like I say very casually, but well, hey, I can identify you know, at this
0: point that. You could say it casually. <laughs> well, okay, but like
1: I don't. I just I'm I'm saying casually because I don't really want to get like morose and depressed about it. I already spoke on a panel about it last year, and that was really hard for me. But what I can say, because you were there, you witnessed it, and it's like there was. I, I've not been in an abusive relationship since then because you can, once when you get out of it, you can kind of recognize those patterns with those people and, like, how they manipulate you. And Cody does all of it in this. Like, all of it being, like, telling them that you love them and, like, you know, you said that we would be together, you know, not, and, like...
0: Not listening like to Like, making know. all these, these
1: false promises, but also getting really close to, like, the family and friends to be like, hey, I'm cool, but I'm going to take your, like, take this person away from you and like it's going to really be fine. Quickly, and then yeah. Right, you know, and, like, not really giving explanations to things and then just kind of, like utilizing your love for that person against that against them also to like get them to do what you want right it's really fucked up these are all indications of like a an abusive relationship and like you can usually tell you know like whenever i see these things happening with other people i kind of like i'm thinking oh no like i can i can already tell like like this person is right like if your friend
0: starts being isolated usually that's like a really bad yeah there's
1: like a lot of signs and cody does all of them and like I, I we don't need to talk about my situation in extreme detail, but like I kept thinking about that, and like some of the things that Cody says reminded me of the, the, my ex who did that to me. Like there were so, there were so many lines here, and like kind of getting upset talking about it right now actually. Like, uh, well, but we there were so many lines that Cody. No, but I'm just saying like there's so many lines that Cody says in this, and I'm like. Okay, my ex said those things, and like I believed at the t- at the time because I was twenty two and stupid and like hadn't figured out I how mean, to navigate so like Rome. a real relationship She's yet. Very
0: young. I mean, like, and we that's know the other that. thing. And also, so here is like, the other thing. Yeah, it, like
1: right. if you're in an abusive relationship, like that, they take advantage of the fact that you don't have the re- previous relationship experience to, like, really...
0: Right. Or in Rogue's case, she's very vulnerable. Like, she was kicked out of her house for being a mutant. She doesn't really have a real I, family. Also doesn't
1: have, like, the experience, like, she needs she to deal with this, self-esteem. you know. She
0: She can't even touch people. She really wants to get close to people. I mean, even if you don't necessarily interpret this character as literally being Cody, and instead you interpret him as being, like, the brainwashed hive mind alien guy, That's still he's fucked still up. using the same tactics that are scary. And, I mean, they're scary for a reason. It's supposed to be kind of a spooky episode where he's like isolating her from and she even describes to him the x-men as being like her family and she's like they don't judge me for being a mutant and the first thing he says to her isn't like that's great that you found that that's so awesome that you have this support network he brings the topic back to himself and he's like i also want to support you like why don't you pay attention to me like i i would have loved you this whole time if you'd only been here and like I don't right know, I-
1: and she like and she believes that and there's also like I mean it goes a step further than just like abuse There's like a whole sort of like I don't I don't, I don't even well, really want to talk about it there's the
0: science aspect of it Where he like is basically raping her in her sleep Yeah
1: that's what I was gonna say I was like I'm like how do I like casually talk about this Because it's never a fun topic to talk about But like there's so many instances Not just with Cody and Ro Because there's a whole thing where she keeps passing out And like you don't know what happened But like right. he was with her But yes. also then there's like They're doing it to Logan And Storm And Beast And Gambit And it's just like You know, it's just, like, this very assaultish, like, alien race. I mean, I know they're doing this whole zombie thing, too, but it's, like, after, like, this whole, like, we're going to do things without your consent thing. Yeah. It's very, like, it's very... Uh, freaky and assaulty and i don't like it. it yeah i mean there's a reason why the brood are horrible yeah there are many are. reasons i mean
0: like i read the wikipedia page about them and basically they're one of those alien races that's just like incontrovertibly bad like no like it's just like they're evil that's their whole motivation is just being an evil alien race which is basically the motivation of the aliens and alien is that they're like they're predators they just infect people and kill them like that's all they do and like that's the, the same motivation the brood has right
1: and it's it's just it's, it's not very generally it's just really. It's generally basic. horrible, and I feel like that is a, a, kind of the big politics we're looking at in here. And there was a little bit of like the STD thing they were saying right. as well, where it's Although like I
0: think it's more. I don't know. I actually don't know what this episode was trying to say beyond just being a straight horror setup.
1: I think it was just supposed to be a horror setup, but we, it's us, I and mean, we like to pull the politics. But here's the thing: you cannot do horror. And also not do politics because horror is based on politics. Like every horror movie is political; it it's is. supposed to be. And even that this is the point is of horror. Political. Even this episode
0: yeah. is is sort of letting Rogue be the final girl in a sense. Although Logan is, is sort of her Deus Ex Machina at the end by giving her the healing factor. But oh, like, they
1: gonna say, but that Logan's also the final girl. But you're not right. Is.
0: I mean, they both are. They both get out of the alien ship in the end and they save everybody. Um, yeah. I would have liked if at the end there was just like a little bit more of a button on the episode. But at least it's it's like rogue realizes that her friends are more important like she sees storm getting attacked and she that is what snaps her out of it which is nice you know what i mean like she yeah. realizes that she has these other people in her life who matter to her and those things are worth fighting for and not this fucking cody asshole there's and not all these quite weird enough aliens. of that yeah but there's at least a hint of that in the episode which is better than nothing i just i wish she didn't apologize so goddamn much well it's no like,
1: i know that's the another thing that happens when you're in an abusive relationship you end up apologizing to the abuser a lot because you really do feel like, like it's, it's your, your own fault. fault,
0: and you know, in a lot of
1: cases, you can get out of that relationship on your own. But a lot of what times what ends up happening is that your friends or family sees a good opportunity to get you out, and when you just show that like little bit, because this happened to me too, where I showed a little bit, I'm like, I want out. They literally like everybody everybody's like, ready.
0: well, everybody's just yeah, waiting yeah. for you to. Figure I mean, like, out. and that's
1: like what Logan and Gambit essentially do here. Like, as soon as like Rogues like like, sees Coach, she's like, come with me, and he just screams Gambit's like, time to fucking go, yeah. like, you know.
0: At least Logan and Gambit and Storm and Beast were there for Rogue in this situation, and I guess Xavier helped in his own stupid fucking way, Xavier I helped.
1: mean, Xavier talked to a whale, and I don't really know if that actually helped or not, but, you know, I we can just assume that it did.
0: I think it did. Or the whale just decided to help anyway, because the whale and Logan became friends, and that's what this episode is about. <laughs> it's
1: like, it's Xavier just calls this this whale, he's like, Hey, whale, my name's Xavier Geppetto, and my like wooden children are alive and inside of you. Oh no. And then Sora's like, I'm here too! And the Logan's like, my memories! Okay, that's enough. We we need Should to move on to... Should we
0: rate the episode? Okay. Oh, we can rate it. We can rate okay. the episode. Uh,
1: tell me what you're gonna rate it, because I don't really know where it falls. I really enjoyed it, <laughs> yeah, but it's like not actually like, that it's good. It's
0: not good. good. I'll give it a three, which yeah, is maybe a little Yeah, I feel like three high, out of five. I, I enjoyed watching it. I laughed at parts of it. There were parts of it that made me think. It wasn't, it wasn't good enough to be a four. Definitely not a five, but... It's not a skip, I don't think. Like it wasn't I don't, like
1: I think it's it really like cool Lotus to watch the Steel It's beautiful, or
0: like some of these other episodes we've watched where I was like, This was really stupid and this episode didn't need to be here at all. Like this episode doesn't need to be here plot wise, but it looks good and it's sort of interesting. You learn more about rogue. It definitely felt like a rogue episode, but not in a bad way. It really way. did.
1: And I, I also feel like you nailed it. On the head when you said it stands on its own, yeah. It, it is an episode that you can watch, and that could be literally the only episode of X Men: The Animated Series you watch, and it it's watchable, yeah. Which I is actually like very people, hard to do.
0: I did feel like everybody in the episode was in character as well. Like as dumb as yeah. Rogue is being, it felt like her innocence. Was in yeah, character for her, sadly. I agree. Which is, which is tragic, but, like, that is a part of who she is. That vulnerability and that, like, regressing back to a childhood she never got to have. I, it was believable to me, as sad as it was. It is really so sad. So, I... I thought that part was strong, even if the episode itself was also, like, funny and dumb in the ways that we enjoy. Like, Logan running into the cave was really fucking funny to me. Um, so, yeah, okay, that was three. really
1: funny. The other part that was really funny is at the end when Cody, like, Rogue asks Cody <laughs> leave <laughs> and, and Cody just screams. He
0: just does this incoherent alien noise into her face. You know, it's worth <laughs> it just for that, I think.
1: There's a lot of funny moments. I just recommend that if you're going to watch it, it, watch it stoned. Yeah, That's I, would, all. I would
0: definitely say that. So, should we do who's gay or reader male i don't even know uh, who's gay going. okay we'll do who's gay the
1: Okay. Uh, no, okay like sorry, you just go I like Logan's gay. <laughs> well, there's a l- everyone is gay in this. Like, first of all. The brood are like, well, I don't know if they're gay, so much as so that they're just porn. Yeah, but like, they just
0: feel like a porn setup. But also, Logan at the very beginning of the episode, when he sees a bunch of aliens with tentacles and goes, "This is gonna be fun." I was like, "Yeah, he Logan! like he
1: like immediately runs over. His like clothes are falling off. And he like, just immediately I'm gets
0: ready, and then he like finds out the aliens <laughs> aren't gonna listen to his safe words, and he's like, "Hold on a sec, I don't fucking like you guys." So Logan's gay. There are a couple fun Logan Gambit moments in here, like when Logan is lying in the desert alone and Gambit runs. Out to his boyfriend, and then also there's like uh Storm being saved by Rogue, and that being what helps Rogue snap out of her weird reverie with Cody. Those moments I yeah, like. Yeah, I love just those moments very where a storm. brief little moments in an episode that isn't that's pretty straight. Which is fine. it is
1: pretty straight, but it's okay though because we do have these moments where like well, there's also that moment where Gambit. Has that line where he's like, That's not normally how Logan screams, like when he's having pleasure with me. <laughs> that you know,
0: actually is lying, <laughs> but it, it is, what it is it is exactly what he says, and it's important to note that. Cool. So, that's who's gay. It's basically that is Logan. who's gay.
1: Logan, it's just like Logan in his own, like weird alien porn,
0: yeah, pretty much. Um, so do we have any reader mail or not really? Well, we
1: have a lot of reader mail, we have like we quite mail. a few reader mails. okay so the first email we have is from drake who writes in hey maddie and ryan Thanks for playing my voicemail on the podcast. Yay. I was super nervous and I have a slight stutter, so that's why it was slow. I probably should have managed that sooner. Honestly, Drake, I had no idea. Like, I could not you tell, so you're it, good. You you're good. It. Anyway, I really enjoyed the Rive of Edges of Apocalypse show. I'm not a gamer, but as a software engineer, I always enjoy hearing about the process behind any type of software project, including games. I also wanted to ask if you, if you could start announcing which episode you're covering next at the end of each podcast. That way, the other listeners and I can watch the episode ahead of time if we want to. Again, thanks. See you next time, Drake. And that is a brilliant idea. And I think we need to start doing that. I don't know why it took us two and a half years to have somebody write in and tell us that because we couldn't figure it out ourselves. So thank you, Drake, because we're clearly incapable.
0: Also, now that the episodes are finally available again on a streaming service, however, a streaming service that is not listing them in the order in which they were aired. And we're watching them in the air order. It's all the more important for us to tell you what we're watching next. So I guess I'll just say now the next episode we're going to watch is called secrets, not long buried. Which
1: Oh, that sounds great.
0: I don't know what that episode is. I guess I'll look I don't know
1: what that episode is either.
0: So it's about Taylor Prescott, a scientist.
1: Oh no. (laughs) This is I know this next episode, it's Cyclops. I think this is the one that's like cyclops remembering his time when he was an orphanage and like the purple man fucked him.
0: Oh, great. I do remember the purple man episode. So I guess that's, yeah, what we're that's do. that's
1: what we're about to jump into, but
0: that'll be exciting for people because people probably know the purple man from Jessica Jones, David Tennant, right. And cetera, we can actually Kill like Graves. explain who
1: the purple man is. right? But so
0: that'll be fun. So people will get to see a much earlier adaptation featuring the purple man in right. this episode.
1: Our next email is from Ronaldo, who writes, hi, Ryan and Maddie. In just a few short weeks, your show has become one of my favorite podcasts. Like you guys, I'm a huge, huge, huge X-Men fan. Comics and animated series less than casual fan of the movies, though. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, that's okay. You know
0: what? Especially these days. Anyway. Yeah.
1: This podcast is hilarious and points out how truly queer the X-Men are, but in a positive way. What a novel concept, right? (laughs) For those of us that grew up feeling that our beloved Merry Mutants were queer, but didn't know if it was just all in our own our, our rainbow tinged lenses. each episode of the mutant ages validation of that theory is cathartic. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. It's cathartic for us too, because honestly, like oh, yeah, we started we this show,
0: share our fan with Right. And like everybody is
1: right and be like, Oh my God, I thought that we were the ones that thought this. No, turns out the X-Men are horny as hell. Um, uh, I'm burning through your back catalog. So I can send more up to date commentary on the nightcrawler episode right now, a silly, but fun fave episode of mine. Me too. Me too. I'm this, I'm with you. Uh, but I will write in more frequently once I catch up to you guys. Love the show and keep doing the good work. Ray.
0: Yay. What a P.S. Nice email. I,
1: I know. P.S. I also think Charles Xavier is a thoroughbred bastard, but he's also <laughs> fascinating to me. I almost pee myself every time you guys make jokes about how he's the worst because he is.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Any diehard fan of the X-Men should know by now that Xavier is the worst. Come on.
1: <laughs> yep. There's a follow-up email to us where Ray writes, Hi, Ryan and Maddie. So I'm catching up and on Beyond Good and Evil Part 1, and I'm responding to your request for all the thoughts on the Moira reveal from House of X. Mm-hmm. So I will start off by saying that I was reading the House of X and Powers of X week to week, even buying digital comics for the first time in ages instead of waiting for the trades or reading them via Marvel Unlimited, cool. which in retrospect makes me realize I've been contributing to the decline of the industry. Well, womp, womp.
0: yeah, but it's fine. And I want-
1: am... <laughs> conflicted but overall enjoying it t- and curious to see where it goes positives it's well written and way mctaggart is a character that i love and i felt like was killed rather unceremoniously so i welcome back the chance to have her back and i agree with that i actually yeah. i thought her death in the 90s was or not i think it was like 2000 it was stupid
0: mm-hmm. we talked about it on we totally show. did but anyway keep going
1: um i feel like hickman will make a very good use of the her character seeing where in all of our incarnations especially the future where she joined apocalypse's side was very very interesting Negatives. It retroactively makes Moira and Charles even more manipulative, deceitful characters unintentionally. Mm -hmm. I think back to Excalibur and watching Charles and Moira fight to cure her, and the scenes of her fretting over being the only human to contract the virus, and it renders the rich character development she had during that time moot.
0: Right. True.
1: And the bigger point, it makes Moira a jerk for allowing mankind to fear that they too could contract the legacy virus since she had it. It essentially means Moira allowed mutantkind to take that extra burden of intolerance just to keep her secret. And that's incredibly immoral and indefensible. Anti mutant was at an all-time high because of that diagnosis. So, guys, this is where I am so far. Sorry for the long letter. I honestly could have gone so much longer on, on this topic. Take care, as always. I love the show.
0: That's a really good point.
1: That is a really good point because, I mean, think about it. It's like she just, like, Decided to anything. put on Mutant Kind yeah. so she wouldn't out herself as a mutant. Now, obviously when that scene is written, she like was that a they, human
0: then. yeah Right. And they
1: didn't have the intention of that happening. Right. Yeah, in the retrospect, it doesn't quite work, does it? It makes her kind of an asshole. I I mean I love Moira when she's written well, but again, I feel like she's kind of like the good version of Mr. Sinister a little right. bit. We've
0: talked about this on the show before. Although now with this change to her character, she's more like just regular mr sinister like a different yeah i know of that's mr. actually sinister. really true yeah that's weird i would didn't really think about that hmm.
1: oh my god um okay so we have some more comments and emails that are from all over the place um cool one of our followers elena responded to us posting about the wanda vision tv show that's coming to disney plus and they did the first look and it's like scarlet witch and like vision sitting on the couch and it's randomly the 50s mm-hmm. right and I say, what do you think we we had posted this as asking, what do you think of the first look like, of WandaVision? And she wrote, it's funny that Wanda would be responsible for bringing mutants into the MCU when she was responsible for the decimation of them in the comic universe. Yeah, they're
0: just going to do like backwards, only mutants instead of no more mutants. Sure. Right, and
1: that's what I, I like instead of like no more mutants, it's like more mutants, please. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously how we also all feel. I don't feel.
0: actually think they're going to do that. I know you think they're going to do a House of M storyline. I think maybe they would eventually, but I, I don't I think, think that's how they're yeah. going to introduce them. Maybe it is. I could be wrong. I'm always wrong, so...
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I, we haven't really figured out, like, how they're going to be introduced yet, and we're interested to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Elliot Lash, who is who made the Mutant Ages fan game that yes. we played and put up on our Excellent. YouTube channel, yes. uh, tweeted at us, uh, Great app. I always love hearing stories about how things got made, and this isn't... In Russia's um, response to the episode the where we the
0: apocalypse episode interview,
1: yeah, and we talked to one of the programmers who worked on that game, and they gave us a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot responds: I believe the name of the Mac program you couldn't remember was probably called HyperCard. In fact, I think an early version of Mist was implemented in HyperCard too, and that is true because I went back and looked at it, and that is the game programming thing that i used at the time on my mac awesome. i didn't have the full version i had like the the freeware version not the shareware so i didn't have like full access to actually make a full game right but that is it i looked it up and i was like that is totally it so thank you elliot for, for reminding me because
0: i tried to look it up too but i couldn't figure out what to google and i'm dumb but it's okay it's, figured it do it you out. realize
1: how hard it is to like go back and think about
0: words like what words what are that
1: too but i mean like <laughs> like technology in like the late 90s and mid to late 90s and how ridiculous. i mean we just yeah, were like having I a conversation was
0: like old mac text adventure program and i was coming up with like a bunch of different stuff and i was like yeah. it's not that it's not that and then i just gave up and moved on <laughs> oh my
1: god um and it, it's what's crazy here is that in our group Slack for uh, the mutant ages, we were talking to Todd about um, old fan, fan fiction. fiction, and I was like, I was like, I don't think like like a lot of people had access to fanfics back then. And he was like, No, there used to be like email stuff in the, 90, the mid 90s and i was like oh my god but also an aol like in 1995 i was posting to like message boards and people posted their fanfics there mm-hmm. you know it's just like you forget like how it was back then it was because just hard to just,
0: find shit but you you found a way you just, you just yeah found a way. i mean like
1: then fanfiction.net came into fruition but generally back in the day like it was less like it was so different because we have such constant access to everything now like now everybody can make a video game you know what also i mean it's so like
0: easy to post stuff and find stuff now in ways that it wasn't then where you everything would be like siloed off into these weird sections and you have to like specifically send someone to yeah send something to someone which was probably better actually but it's fine the internet's fine right. everything's going great there
1: um the next well email comment so on our patreon page which by the way we have a patreon we do uh, we've been posting stuff up there and we actually did a bonus podcast episode where we read um An an old and early D-Man screenplay script. for yeah for demon which is our x-men parody we we shot in our teens mm-hmm. and your sister wrote in because like we were talking about like why we ended up doing some of the scenes the way we did right and she goes she had written in and she said i think i had it seen star wars episode one and thus couldn't do a jar jar, jar binks voice and that's why she didn't do that <laughs> right <laughs> And she goes, the pirate bar scene was definitely that I tried to dress up like a bartender and sound tough, and it ended up sounding piratey, and I remember that Ryan told me to go with it, and that's how it went off into the deep end, into the deep blue sea. I mean, so that's fun to know. <laughs>
0: that is fun to know. My sister, famous actress, portraying the role of mystic in Demon and D2. There
1: you go. Okay, so in response to our last episode, when we posted a picture of, like, uh, Wolverine fighting the Silver Samurai, and, like, somebody just responded to us saying, why is Wolverine embarrassed by Shredder? <laughs> <laughs> and then we
0: like, laughed I really, really hard thought that was funny like the silver samurai really looks like shredder like a lot it's it's a similarity oh that it
1: really is it really is It is
0: obvious and i can't believe we didn't notice it before we recorded the episode so <laughs> that we could have been calling him shredder the entire time missed opportunity
1: it is a missed opportunity uh also somebody tweeted at us because we were asking um who would be who of the x-men and the wizard of oz and somebody tweeted at us okay wizard of x dorothy is jubilee she's our fish out of water Uh tin man is wolverine because he needs a heart the lion (laughs) is gene she needs to be phoenix more (laughs) scarecrow is scott because he's a fool oz is xavier because he's not any help uh
0: Okay, that's, actually, that's really good. Xavier is the wizard. I mean, of Oz. like
1: he would be the first person to be that character anyway, in terms of like, like storytelling, be but the reason the is even better. And,
0: yeah, that's yeah, really like, good. Like just
1: sitting there, like she, like there's just a big version of his head, and Kitty's like, where are we? Sorry, uh Jubilee. Yeah. Uh Glinda is the Scarlet Scarlet, the good witch, and the Wicked Witch could probably be Emma, but I'm going to say Rogue, which makes Remy the bucket of water. There's a horny joke in there somewhere, but I got lost, and then there's a picture of like Rogan gambit hardcore making out on x-men the animated series
0: right rogue is defeated by water because she's just so thirsty folks all she needs is a cup of water (laughs) get it anyway that's really good that's
1: amazing all right uh and then we do have a voicemail that was sent in because we have a voicemail phone number you can call up if you don't want to send us an email and you want us to play Play your your voice voice. on the show, show play your yeah we will do it on the show just give me two seconds here so i can pull it back up because i Just closed it which is how this is gonna go until i figure out how to use my own fucking phone Uh, i have a new phone okay
0: it's fine this is also like a very dumb way for us to be adding in the voicemail calls but we don't know how else to do it so yep deal with it hey
1: mutant ages this is elena i just wanted to tell you guys that i really appreciate you on your x-men wizard of oz mashup
0: (laughs) um let me see. I feel like mistake would be the wizard, but it would be like the Sapphire City instead of the Emerald City. Oh, that's good.
1: Um, and Wolverine would definitely be Dorothy Gale. Like, <laughs> like first of all, like
0: he's never feels at home anywhere. He always has to like go travel and somewhere else. And see if I, that's like that. Cool. I like that. I like that. Japan or whatever. Yeah, me too. And then um, also, ever since that line in X Men Two where Professor X is like, "I'd have Jean braid your hair." <laughs> I feel like Wolverine would look really good at like Dorothy Brace uh-huh. <laughs> and like gingham. like sticking straight. Anyway, up. <laughs> have a great week, Mutant See you next
1: time. Oh, that was wonderful. I love that. Thank oh, you, Elena. Really,
0: good, um, really Elena. Good by the way, now. is
1: somebody who found us when we were at Aresia yeah, and that's fantastic. A
0: fellow uh,
1: she also sent us a follow up email where she said, "Hey, Mutant Ages Speaking of X Men mashups, here's an X Men Star Wars one that I've loved for a while, and it's like a it's a oh, fan this art." Is
0: fun. Okay, great. Um, So
1: I'm gonna do my best to describe what is happening here. So we have Gambit dressed up as Han Solo behind Roku, is like slave leia mm-hmm. uh nightcrawler is luke skywalker sure. so all of that actually works yeah, that I'm, actually I'm that's so solid
0: because leia's a badass and rogue's a badass so
1: right chewbacca is beast and mystique is playing the role of darth vader because she's uh, like both luke and leia's father
0: right that makes so much sense okay love and then, it. <laughs>
1: okay but i think i think this is who is because i can't really get a close-up look but i'm pretty sure it's destiny who is emperor palpatine
0: oh that's fun I like that. I
1: think that is a really good mashup.
0: Yeah, that's really fun. That's great. Oh my god. So maybe is it like a fan art that we could put yeah, on social I media can post it up and there. credit the person uh, whoever they may be who made this fan art. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm going to save it to my desktop, so I remember to post it, because Ryan's in charge of the social media. <laughs> yes,
0: he is! <laughs> is it um, time okay, to thank, plug Thank it you yet?
1: for all of that. Thank you for all of that, Elena. Yeah, that's good. Before great. we jump full on into the plugs, um, we need to do a special thank you to your sister, Mink, yes. because we have been talking about doing this for like over a year now, in which we're going to get a P.O. box, and... She decided to front the funds for it and bought us a P.O. box. She
0: did. If you find out what it is before this episode actually comes out, I will edit it in here. So we have an address. It's P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. You can mail us stuff. Ah! It's exciting
1: yes but a huge thank you to mink because that is something that we kind of been dreaming about for like the past totally. year and, if, and like and we've had quite a few people have been asking that stuff. they would send us stuff yeah yeah so we're going to reach out to these people that said they wanted to send us stuff to our p.o box and uh once when we have that set up and now on the next episode we should actually have a actual address for you. <laughs> yeah, and
0: also, if anybody wants to support my sister's amazing talents, you can go to our YouTube channel and watch D-Men and D2, which were some movies that we starred in as teenagers that parody the X-Men. My sister she is played Mystic. Mystique. She was older than all of us and is definitely the funniest part of those movies, probably because she was like old enough to have a sense of comic timing and the rest of us were just dumb asses. So <laughs> you can enjoy those movies.
1: That's over at the Mutant Ages uh, YouTube channel. Uh, there's also other things out there uh, besides us reacting to our old home movies. There are mashups to our podcast where we take the animated series and we put it to our voices and then we do x-men Parodies ourselves like gene and scott cooking christmas cookies mm-hmm. and we post other things up there as well such as us
0: trying um, us. to fix the x-men apocalypse movie us Yep, and most importantly fictions.
1: we are going through and playing every x-men game yes. and that's getting hosted up there right now we're making our way through ravages of the apocalypse which we talked about earlier on this episode But we've done other things as well, like an old DOS game that was terrible, and we played the entire Wolverine Nintendo game. We played, like a little bit of the x-men nes game and maddie and i were like we this can't do this it can't be done i don't know why we didn't look up cheat codes for that like we figured that out later oh, right, in life and
0: don't make me go back i can't play we're that not. game again it's
1: funny as it is on, a, on its own one of us being like fuck this game uh <laughs> i mean i don't think we can make it all the way through because all the noises are like the
0: noises are <laughs> terrible. Yeah, like we can't do that
1: again i'm not no. the noises are uh, the
0: same as cody <laughs> screaming in rogue's face at the end of this episode.
1: it actually is which is funny <laughs> yeah.
0: um, um also we have a bunch of social media that you can check out we have twitter tumblr facebook instagram pinterest and they're all the mutant ages so it's super easy to find us now because it's just the mutant ages everywhere you look and we're individually on twitter i'm at middy myers
1: and i'm at ryan Pagella. you've come to the right place when it says mr sinister and also if you would like to leave us a review on itunes or whatever kind of uh streaming service you use that'd be great you can also leave us a rating a review whichever you want or both or none at all you're not required to do that but it does help our increase our invis- our invisibility it cr- increases <laughs> it our visibility our
0: invisibility
1: yes it does do that <laughs>
0: Yeah, also, did we talk about Patreon yet? We didn't, right?
1: We did not. Well, we did, we talked about it in passing, right. but like that, not exists. during the plug session.
0: So we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash ages. You can support us. You can get bonus episodes. You can hear that demon script that we referred to, us reading it and making fun of it. But you can also hear other bonus episodes about like Marvel movies that we've seen and just other nerdy movies we've seen. And it's fun And, and good. we'll be
1: doing more of that now that we have Disney... Plus, we just have to sit down and pick some movies to watch and some other stuff, and we also are open to taking some suggestions as well. Um, but the the tiers are they they come with fun behind the scenes content, which is great. And we're a completely fan supported show, so everything that you guys donate to the Patreon goes right back into the show itself. There are a couple more things. Um, if you haven't gone and listen to our sister Cat podcast, um, Warcraft Valley. Valley uh, that is coming back into play. It actually, we haven't released an episode in months because Katie and I, like, it's been a weird fucking year for all of us. Well, also, uh, but we got you back In, in a,
0: particular, have been super busy, which is yeah, for totally fair reasons. Tough. But we're making it work, folks. Right. We're so, it work. and
1: that's a podcast that is part of the mutant ages. It just is Katie and I rereading our old X Men fan fiction we wrote in our teens, and it's really bad and sexy. <laughs> uh, if you and could call it sexy and
0: embarrassing, it's teenagers trying to be sexy or yeah. imagining what they think sex is like and. Right.
1: Right, and that's on Podbean, or you can look it up wherever it is. You can find it on iTunes or whatever you listen to it on. And um, I just wanted to also say shout-out because the Mutant Ages staff kind of grew, and while you probably will not hear them that frequently on the show, um, you know, obviously Katie and I do work our Valley, but I also want to shout-out to Todd, who's going to be helping us with some of our Patreon content, and also is going to get us moving on a... Uh, tabletop X-Men game that we'll do special episodes of once when we're ready to figure that out.
0: So even Todd himself is probably going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? So this is more in the category of something that we've talked about a lot on this show and and we really want to do, but it's not even it's not even in the planning stages yet. Hopefully this can be like a 2020 goal for the Mutant Ages. It, it, if you really want to support that and make sure it does happen, then obviously support the Patreon.
1: So I also want to say shout out to our other friend Maddie, who's going to be helping us with like logo
0: and she spells yeah I, the same she, way I, I do. okay she's
1: the other person that i've been writing with since middle school so now we're all together you doing can just this imagine
0: and, how torturous that was for me as ryan's other middle school friend named maddie to yeah, have and another she's, maddie around like what the hell right. anyway luckily she's extremely cool so and she's about. coming and
1: she's doing a lot of our production art helping us with like graphic design and also mostly like maybe like because Maddie and I have been like working on the logos and stuff by ourselves and whatever we need marketing yeah, material, we like we kind of slap but it together. But imagine
0: if we like had a graphic designer who we were helping. Well, also
1: somebody could help me make the YouTube thumbnails. That's like not just me slapping shit and being like, "This looks good." I think I don't like my Photoshop skills are like mediocre, but like she's got it down. So like I just want to say shout out to them. Um, also, and like, I just want to say thank you. Great
0: time to to back the Patreon since we're you know trying to bring on more people, and it'd be great if we could pay them. Yeah. So. Well, but
1: the cool <laughs> the cool thing about that is that. I, when Maddie and I sat down and we discussed like, how we were going to expand a little bit, and I, I was like, wow, I can't believe we're at a point that we made a production that's been going on for two years that a, a, has gotten as many followers as it had, so thank you to all of you for listening, but also has like allowed us to expand and bring in a couple other people to help us with things, and it's not just us on our own. It's kind of like the first time that Maddie and I we've, we've, we've done a million shows and productions before, but I feel like this is the first time that Maddie and I have also like gone into it with sort of a business model and it's really cool. (laughs) So I don't know. I wouldn't really call it a business model, but I just want to say it's really cool. And I'm really thankful to all of you for listening because like, it wouldn't have happened if you weren't all like listening and writing in and supporting the Patreon and like commenting on our social media, like and giving us the support they have. Obviously Maddie and I would make this anyway, because Maddie and I have milled a million things together that nobody has seen um but just a big thank you to our supporters because it has led us to this so
0: yeah we really appreciate you and even if you can't afford to back the patreon we super love hearing from you, your emails. And like, if you yeah. want to share the show with your friends, that goes a really long way too. like any, any way that you want to share the show is awesome. And right, much I just feel like very
1: grateful for our, our listeners right now. So it's pretty <laughs> you. rad.
0: Um, as busy as we are, this show is special and we're going to keep doing it because we love it and we love you. So yeah,
1: sometimes we do it at 9am. Sometimes we record <laughs> it, it at 10pm. PM um, either way that Maddie and I are both like we slap happy because we're tired dying
0: and we need to go to bed. Because we're old. But this was a fun episode, right?
1: And also we're horny as hell. (laughs) Right, Wolverine?
0: My Wolverine! what okay i don't even know what you just <laughs> said because like the mic started crackling because you're like screaming so loudly
1: Should I knock the microphone over Please again
0: don't okay, <laughs> okay i guess we're done with this episode which all right we'll see you next time we'll you of next this time. horny horny
1: x-men we're episode to
0: board the space whale and fly and get the fucked sky. the